That is the sound of the bell of round number three of fight number seven. Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos aligado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado in studio back home. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, great to be back. You know, it was like a week and a half. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, but just great to be back home. Yeah, man. Good to have you here. Um, it's not the same. I know, you know, you did the call in and I definitely appreciated you being able to squeeze in the time to cover that. Um, you were quite the traveling person. I think travel's done for a while, right? Um, yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, uh, something may pop up here and there, but uh, yeah, but yeah, otherwise, think, that's but otherwise, it. Yeah. For for a good uh, couple months, probably. Yeah, and you had quite the um, the Amtrak adventure. You actually uh-huh. ventured out and took an Amtrak train from SoCal all the way out to the Midwest, the Indianapolis, right? Yeah. Well, the the, the train drops you off in uh, Chicago. Oh, okay. And so, but even then, you know, it was a uh, forty hour. What was it? supposed to be forty hours turned yeah. into forty to five. You know, because yeah. delays here and there. And, yep. um Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a little rough on the train. Look at you, man. Yeah, the 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 planes, trains, and automobiles, yeah. man. You know, the 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 train, renting mm-hmm. the car, and then flying back home, right? Yeah. Interesting. It's, see, it sounds nice, Rick, to be able to travel across the country, uh-huh. the views, soak in the sights, you know, maybe have an adult beverage or two along the way, yeah. right? So to me, you know, I, I guess it depends, but you're by yourself. Yeah, no, I, it definitely, um, you know, you, you see the people that are in there, that they're in groups. You know, they're partying it up. They're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is, you know, you got to remember, right, uh, from a boxing perspective, this is how fighters used to travel Yeah. back in the days, you know. That's 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 pretty much how they got around. Jack Dempsey, those guys, all their fights mm-hmm. was 100% taking the train, baby. Yeah. And they, <laughs> by the way, even in those days, they would actually uh, – Essentially, what's the word? They would actually, you know, allocate, you know, private trains for themselves. Uh-huh. So they wouldn't take, they would not take, um, they would charter it essentially. Yeah. Kind of like they do now with, with flights, but they would charter their own uh, uh, private uh, trains. Oh, wow. To get the fights, man. So there you go. Well, Rick, number, uh, round number three, Rick, we still had some good fights that took place mm-hmm. over the weekend. We had the uh, Garcia Benavides fight. Uh-huh. Um, of course, I attended on behalf of Pacific Coast Boxing the Golden Boy fights. That was pretty good with uh, Joss Gonzalez, uh, Gucci Manny Flores, uh-huh. um, Fundura, Gabriela Fundura. Um, so we're definitely going to talk about that. But there were some pretty good fights over the weekend. I will tell you, uh, all class over at uh, at the Fantasy Springs, Rick. Uh-huh. They do it right. Uh, you know, Cecilia Zuniga with Golden Boy Promotions, right? Um, very structured, very well organized. So I could tell you it was uh, definitely a good time and a, and a good. Uh, we talked about that venue, right? It's yeah. like that's just a very that's just a really good place for boxing. Period, man. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a small, intimate, um, you know, place to watch a fight. It, yeah. Um, you know, and the uh, reasonably priced beer. Yeah, no, it was. I checked yeah. by the way. You know, obviously I was a member of the press, uh-huh. so couldn't uh, couldn't indulge in that. But I will tell you that nothing has changed uh-huh. from those regards. And you know, next time what I want to do, man, is um, I think I'm going to stay out there. 
Okay. Because uh, that's where we played golf for the year end for the golf club I'm in. Yeah. And so it's got a great golf course. And so I'd like to do that. Uh, They're going to have fights there uh, in another month. So both of us have to definitely make it out there. But, yeah, it looks like they're going to do a a monthly cadence. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, and good fights, like I said. And we're going to talk about them. I'm going to run through them. Some horrible judging, which I'll talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about the judging. You know, everybody talks about the the Catterall and the Josh Taylor fight, right, And, and what went on there. What what doesn't get noticed is these kind of fights, Rick, these kind of undercards, um, the injustice that happens there. Yeah. Because there was a you know, the there was a female fight early, uh Amy Salinas, who lost to Jasmine Ortega. She didn't lose, Rick. No. No, she didn't lose. Yeah. And we'll talk about it, you know, again in the post fight, but see, but that's the kind of uh uh fights and judges. That should be reviewed, mm-hmm. but they're not going to. So, yeah. all right. So um, we've got the uh, we got the boxing news. We got some stuff coming up and shaping up. Of course, we're going to cover the fights that happened over the weekend. We're going to cover the fights that are upcoming. Another thing I want to talk about today, Rick, is how important is it in boxing today to be the undisputed champion mm-hmm. in a weight division? Yeah, you know, for for some, you know, it's it, it, it's really important, but uh, you know, for the most part. We know who who's the best in in the division. Yeah, I agree. So so we're gonna run through some of the divisions, and and I say this because this is in lieu of Josh Taylor essentially giving up two two of those of of his belts, right? Um, because the problem with becoming the unified champion is that now you've got all of the challenges and impediments with that comes along with having to fight each uh, sanctioning body's mandatory. Yeah, and a lot of times you, you get bad fights out of it. You know, you, 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 you're fighting a yeah. um, your guy that Canelo fought yeah. uh, that threw about three punches the whole fight. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we get that. The guy from Turkey? Yeah, we get that yeah. mandatory fight. That's a, No, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Uh, Joel Diaz was there, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Joel Diaz was there. Because Joel Diaz was the guy's <laughs> trainer that you're talking about, yeah. right? Well, we have to pull him. But, yeah, that was the fighter from Turkey. Remember, they didn't mm-hmm. even he was even afraid to return back to his country, as a side <laughs> note. But, but so, yeah, so I wanna, we're going to talk about that because 140-pound division, right? You got Josh Taylor now, mm-hmm. who went from undisputed to IBF and WBO champion, right? So the WBC and the WBA are now vacant. Here's the thing, Rick. Do we care? Yeah. Do we really care? No. Because we know yeah. we know that he's the best fighter at 140. Mm-hmm. And how in the heck is he going to satisfy all four sanctioning bodies by fighting each one of their mandatories? What they'll do is sometimes, you know, the sanctioning bodies will agree and say, okay, step aside and you can fight, you know, their mandatory. But then eventually you got to come around and fight. Mm-hmm. And that's not, and here's the problem to your point, and we'll, talk, we'll get into this later, but it's not even the fight we want to see. So you end, you end up getting a garbage fight. Yeah. To your a, point, it was a Ledrum. Yeah, a Ledrum. Yeah, yeah. A Ledrum. That's exactly right. Yeah. We, we he still hasn't thrown a punch. No. Yeah. No, I <laughs> I can't even call him an active punching bag. No. Because he wasn't even active, man. Yeah. So yeah. So we've got that coming up as well. So we're gonna take a flyby over all of the divisions or the majority of them, and and go through. You know, who's the best fighter, and do we really need to know that? You know, who's who's undisputed? You're gonna find that. That we don't, and you're going to find that there's really no need to even become undisputed. Yeah, I mean, to, to even try and pursue it for what? Yeah, no. It, it uh, what we want to see is the best fighting the best. And that's a it. A lot of times we don't get it. No, that's it. That's yeah. exactly it, man. Talk about the f- best fighting the best, Rick. We're on round three. We always mm-hmm. talk about a fight that resonates for us in round number 
or uh, in the round of the actual episode that we happen to be in. Round number three, Rick, we're going to go with uh, Eric Morales getting knocked out in round three of their final, of their third fight. Um, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, against Manny Pacquiao. That was November 18th, 2006, Rick, and that was the last of their, uh, their trilogy. Yeah, no, it was uh, at the Thomas and Mack Center in, in Las Vegas. Yep. Um, yeah, they never they didn't fight again. Um, probably a fight we didn't need. Yeah. But you know, with it being tied one one, you know, they wanted to finalize the rivalry. Yeah. But uh, we we think we're going into the fight. We knew Eric Morales was going to get knocked out. Again. Yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much, because this is pretty much when he definitely was on the other side. Mm-hmm. He pulled out um, a unanimous decision their first fight in two thousand five. Yeah. At the MGM Grand. And then um and then he gets knocked out in the tenth round, right? Mm-hmm. In and this is the thing, right? This is still we talk about the old days and the old school. This still was the old school days because this wouldn't have I don't think this would have happened this quickly. So he you know, Manny Pacquiao knocks him out in round ten in two thousand six, and then later in two thousand six, right? Yeah. Like five months later, they fight again. And this time he gets knocked out in round three. Yeah, no, it um you know, Pacquiao too young, too fast, and uh, you know Morales definitely on his uh, on his last legs. Probably his best division, right? Probably mm-hmm. 130 pounds is one of Manny because that's where he kind of cleaned up and beat. He also beat Marc Antonio Barrera yeah. at that weight division, right? I mean, I was kind of taking a look at Manny. Like you could probably say, like that was because I mean, obviously he moved up, mm-hmm. and for you know for. Eric Morales, right? So after he loses to Manny Pacquiao, he then loses to David Diaz. I think David Diaz, wasn't he the baby bull? Diaz, I think, uh, was his nickname. That, that was Juan Diaz. Oh, that was Juan Diaz. Okay, yeah. I got the wrong guy. Um, either way, right, he loses to Diaz, wins a couple fights, and then kind of has, and he gets uh, loses to Marcos Maidana, uh, beats Pablo Cesar Carneau, and then finishes his career against Danny Garcia. Yeah. No, he he was definitely on his on on his way out. Um, you know, in, in the midst of the two Pacquiao losses, he had lost you know five of five of six. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then you know he he didn't you know sure after the David Diaz fight he he fought uh, three guys in one, but yeah, yeah. anybody of substance you know um, knocked up or beaten by Maidana. Yeah, and then oh, yeah. Uh, two Danny Garcia losses. Yeah, exactly, exactly, man, and uh, and very very fitting because of course we're going to be talking about the Danny Garcia fight, mm-hmm. um, and his that's another one by the way. We'll talk about the judging. Uh, did you see the scoring in that one? Same thing. You had yeah. one judge that had it a draw, oh. and then the other two lopsided for Manny Pacquiao. Those are the fights that we have to figure out the scoring and say, how does this happen? Anyways, we'll get right into that. Take a quick break, and we're going to talk about the fights that happened over the weekend. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz back again with the traveling Rick Prado, who's been out. Seeing the world, seeing the country here yeah. over the last two and a half months. Chicago, Indianapolis, Colorado. Yeah. Where else? Um, 
basically just those. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for someone who doesn't like to fly, you know, it, uh, it's a lot of travel. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like you're gonna like to take the the train anymore yeah, either, no. man. Yeah, I'll have you to know? just suck it up and uh, and fly. Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit different, huh? Yeah. Hey, I also wanted to mention. It looks like. Um, we are um, on schedule to talk to the great Ruben Ace Torres. Okay. Uh, so hopefully that's uh, that comes to fruition. But we're looking to have him join the podcast next week. He's got a big fight coming up here um, in the middle of August, eight twenty. By the way, Rick, that fight is going to be back at Omega Productions, uh, uh, another one of our favorite venues. You know. I, yeah, there, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, Louis Lopez is also going to be on the card. Uh-huh. Him and uh, and Ruben seem to be fighting like on the same cadence, okay. which is which is pretty cool. I'll see if we can get Louis to come on. But uh, Ruben Ace Torres, um, it looks like we're all but confirmed that he's going to come on with us uh, next uh, next Monday. Oh, looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, because he's one of these guys, right? We've talked about it. He's eighteen and zero. You always mention the fact that you know he's five eleven. Right, yeah. so he this is a big kid, five yeah. eleven, fighting at that hundred and thirty five pound. I'm sure he can make a hundred and forty, right? You know, and he reminds me, right, again of the Ruben Villa, where at some point um, they're gonna have to step him up, right? And I think he's ready, right? Tough kid, out of uh, you know fighting out of Santa Monica, Rick, not very far where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to talking to him and really kind of listening and understanding his story, how he got here, and. Talking about uh, you know basically his boxing life and career yeah. and what what happens from this point. So definitely looking forward to that, yeah. man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's gonna be pretty good, pretty insightful, especially how we interview and talk to fighters. So all right, Rick, let's talk about the fights that took place over the weekend. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll start with the uh, Golden Boy uh, card that uh, you went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josue Tito Gonzalez, you know, he knocked out Jose Angulo. Yeah. In the third round. Yep. With, with the shot to the liver. Yep. Um, you know. Break, break that one down. Well, yeah, it was a great body shot. So he started off, um, started off a little slow, right? Not mm-hmm. slow, but but he's very, um, he's very methodical. Mm-hmm. With it's just, I think it was my first time watching him live. I know you, you remember all of them like nothing. Like you're going to yeah. tell me that I think we saw him before, uh-huh. but I, I this is the first time I remember seeing him live. Anyways, but good fighter, Rick. Very methodical. Um, was very patient, and um, I mean, I actually had his opponent doing pretty pretty well in the first round but he broke him down went to the body and he was not getting up jim no not getting <laughs> nope he was not getting up man yeah solid um on the uh, co-main event it was yeah. manuel gucci manny flores um and another third round knockout uh you know it seems to be the, the theme for today's show devastating you know i know knockouts. i know right i know yeah these guys are adding to it right like we yeah. planned it Devastating knockout, Rick, by Manny Gucci Flores. I love his nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him and kind of his whole uh, personality. I've had a couple times to chat with him. Nothing long, but just you know, just a couple things, and very impressive. You know what's interesting is so we saw him fight Rick earlier this year um, at the Double Tree in Ontario mm-hmm. under the Thompson Promotions. It sounds like he's a free agent. Yeah, is what it sounds like. So apparently, this is not his first time fighting. With Golden Boy. Devastating knockout, Rick. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah, big time. He was a left hook. It was just... Yeah, left hook to the chin. Yeah, it was devastating. I had a great view of it, man. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I got the complete shot of it, Uh but what a shot, man. Easily. I mean, if that fight is on, for me, live anyways, knockout of the year. 
Yeah. Without a doubt. But yeah, great fight, great performance. He's another one. You know, he's right there, right on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Um, also on this card was uh, Gabriella Fandor. Yeah. You know, the younger, uh, um, the sister of Sebastian Fandor. The towering inferno, yeah. Rick, the one who really impressed me by a uh, completely devastating win against Erickson Lubin, I think it was, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know what? Uh, she's pretty impressive. She's, you know, she's tall as well. Yeah. She's a southpaw. She uses that to her advantage. She was very, um, she looked, she looked pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah. She looked really, really good. Oh, that's good. Um, also, this past weekend we had, um, you know, your guy. You know, oh, what, hold on, Rick. One oh. more fight. Yeah, one more fight. I wanted to cover because oh, this okay. is this is the one with the judging, right? Yeah. So there was a there's a female fight, um, and it was Jasmine uh, Artiga. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and and Jasmine Artiga won the fight. Of course, she was the uh, you know the A side. Jasmine Artiga against Amy Salinas, Rick, and um, little Amy Salinas. 5-0, and oh, right? Easily stole the night, Rick, okay, yeah. as far as the crowd. By the way, great crowd at the Fantasy Springs, Rick. No, is it a packed house? Yes, it was yeah. packed. It was absolutely packed. It was a great, great night for fighting. Um, I had her either winning the fight, Rick, and and or either or, or a draw at worst, okay? And that was everybody in press row, okay? And, and you didn't need to ask the fans what they thought because the fans voiced their displeasure – when Jasmine Ortega was given the uh, the decision, Rick, mm-hmm. horrible decision, man. So let me give you an example, and this is this Pat Russell, all right, Porter, uh, the uh, PR, no, he's Porter. Pat Russell scores the fight six to zero for Jasmine Ortega, Rick. Mm-hmm. How's that possible? Okay, yeah. he scores it six zero. Judge Damian Walton has it four to two for Salinas. And then Daniel Sandoval has it four to two for Jasmine Ortega. There's no way you should have that much of a disparity in yeah, a fight, no. Rick. There's no way. Yeah. And and because even you know even Daniel Sandoval and Walton they had similar rounds that Salinas won. And mm-hmm. Salinas there was a few rounds, Rick, that she didn't just win. She dominated. She got inside. She landed the heavier blows. It was like even if you'd never been to a boxing match, you'd say that little five foot gal just won that round. Yeah. So this guy Pat Russell having six rounds to nothing, that's what they need to investigate. And they may they need to make that just as bad as those poor, you know, that poor uh, uh, judge for the Catterall yeah. and Josh Taylor fight, man. No, you it's it, it's huge. Um, you know, early in your careers, you know, they, you you got to score it right. Um, you know, losses on on somebody's record, you know that that's money out of their pocket. That's exactly right. That's yeah. we were talking about that last week, and I'm going to talk a little bit about with the Danny Garcia. So now she goes to four and two, mm-hmm. right? That's a big difference, yeah. right? Think about that: four and two or five and one, and beating you know obviously a you know a big prospect in the Golden Boy camp yeah. doesn't smell right, Rick. No way, yeah. no way. Again, I'll take three three. And they would have even everyone would have even booed three three. Yeah. But six to nothing. And he's gonna get out of there unscathed, by the way. He'll get out of there with, with no questions at all. Oh yeah. No. Because it is, you know, female fight, you know, right? I think it was like the second or third fight of the night. Nobody really cares, you know, other than us, you know, us true true boxing yeah. fans. Um a couple of quick things also. Uh Barretta made his debut debut on that card. Um that was that was really good. Knock, knocked his opponent out. Um, also, a fighter named Tudor wins by Keo. He got rocked early, but um, but he came back and won the fight. Mm-hmm. But other than that, great night of fights 
at the Fantasy Springs with Golden Boy Rick. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, you know, upset I missed it, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll be there for the next one. Well, God willing, Rick, they're yeah. coming up in September, so yeah. we'll we'll plan on being there. Um, also this weekend, uh, our guy uh, Raul Zaraga won by uh, knockout yep. over uh, Luis Alberto Vera. Yep. Yep, that's exactly right, and he um, is bringing home right mm-hmm. um, a local uh, championship belt yeah. that was awarded on that particular fight. So you know that's a good thing. Brings it back home here, right? The Temecula, Murrieta, kind of our sister city here. Happy to see that. Yeah, congratulations there- to him. Yeah, definitely yeah. right. We'll have to get him in here again. I think we get him in here about once a year. Yeah. Um, his brother's going to be turning pro, by the way. Chris, I was okay. reading that on Instagram. They're gonna be that's gonna be happening here. I think in October, he's gonna make his pro debut. So yeah, man, looking looking for good things. That, you know, I, I like how they're navigating his career, yeah. right? Um, he's somebody that we actually get to chat with firsthand, and his trainer. They're doing it right. I think this is what eight and zero now. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff eight, with uh, eight knockouts. So yeah, impressive. Um, the big card over the weekend was the uh, Danny Garcia. Uh, versus uh, Jose Benavidez Jr. Yep. And Danny Garcia won by uh, majority decision. Yeah, and he did, right? Yeah. He did. This is another one, right? This is another one where the judging was a little odd because, um, I mean, you had one judge that basically had it a draw, right? And then another two judges that had it 7-3 and then 6-4 in favor of Danny Garcia. It was a little odd because Benavides goes into this really like odd mode, almost like a Mayorga, right? Yeah. Where he's standing right in front of him with his hands down, like, you know, let, let's fight. <laughs> um, you know, at times, Benavides shows flashes of what he was and maybe what he could have been. Yeah. Could he sustain that for 10 rounds? No, he can't, right? Yeah. Um, but I also give Danny Garcia, I thought Danny Garcia looked good. No, yeah, you know, he was a uh, good counterpuncher and... Um, you know, I'm interested to see who they match him up with at uh, 154. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of options there, and yeah. they've got fighters within you know the um, within PBC, mm-hmm. right? But you know, I mean, here's the thing, right? Obviously, you got Jermel Charlo, right? My number what? My number seven pound for pound yeah. guy. You got you know Sebastian Fundura. We were just talking about his sister, right? So you got some you got some fighters. You got Tony Harrison hanging around there, mm-hmm. right? You got enough fighters. Yeah. And he's still got a name. Danny Garcia's still got a name. I said this last week. Nothing but respect for what Danny Garcia has done. He's one of the few PBC fighters that is actually taking fights where he's not favored like 80-20, Rick. Yeah. 90-10. I mean, mm-hmm. he's Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, right? He fought, uh, he Earl, fought Spence, Earl Spence. Earl yeah. Spence Jr. He's fighting guys that are, in that case, he was the yeah. underdog. Yeah. Right? So he's doing these fights. Again, right? You know. I would even, well, people are going to get really pissed at me now. Probably have him above, I should have him above Terrence Crawford. <laughs> at least he's taking well, the, at least he's taking the fights, yeah. man. That's the whole thing, right? No, yeah. You know, he, he, he's fought the who's who of, of 147 and, uh, you know, he's not going to back down from a challenge at uh, 154. Yeah. If he, if he wanted to treat, you know, you know, his career and his opponents with white gloves and, you know, hand pick them, um, he's, he's uh 40 and 0 right now. Yeah. He is. He'd be 40 and 0. Instead, he's 37 and 3 because he fights Earl Spence Jr., you know, arguably the best welterweight and top, you know, five pound for pound fighter in the world. Fights Sean Porter, fights Keith Thurman. And he's fighting these guys, Rick, in their prime. Yeah. This is not, you know, an old Keith Thurman or an injured Keith Thurman, you know, Um, or in Sean Porter, a smothering Sean Porter. So 
I give this guy a lot of credit, man. Nobody else is doing what he did. No, no. Also, a guy that came up, you know, from the lighter weight divisions, one forty. Yeah, exactly. You know, fighting at one forty seven, and now you know one fifty four. Fighting, yeah, beating guys again. You know, beat Eric Morales, oh, no, an aging Eric Morales, yeah. but Amir Khan, right? Oh. Zab Judah, you know, uh, you know, Lu- Lucas Matisse. I mean, this is a guy. Uh, Mauricio Herrero, though that was questionable. That was a close one, and that was in uh, that was in Puerto Rico. Beats Pauli Malinaji, our guy KOs him. So, you know, I, I uh, I'm more of a Danny Garcia fan, and I said it yeah. before the fight. Um, I thought it was, um, you know, I, I thought it was good. You know, he was very candid afterwards. Got very emotional, right? Talking yeah. about the journey, I, and and I didn't need that to already become a bigger Danny Garcia fan, Rick, from last yeah. week. So I'm I'm sold on this guy. No, yeah, you know, um, he talked about his mental health, and uh, you know, I think uh, had something to do with the long layoff in between, and uh, no, but it's good to see him come out of this fight. You know, okay. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree, uh, man. Um, on the undercard, we had uh, my lock of the week. Yeah. G- Gary Antoine Russell. Yep. You know, uh, TKO in the sixth round yep. over uh, Rancis Bartholomew. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it was it was a good thing to get back uh, back on track. Yeah, the only thing about that fight was the questionable stoppage. Yeah. You know, um, it was questionable. Mm-hmm. First of all, the punch was a, was like a lunging, you know? Yeah. It was a lunging hook. And and yeah, he was injured, but I'll tell you, that was an early that was an early hook. Yeah. Well sometimes when if the ref knows yeah. that it's the lock of the week, yeah. you know, before anybody gets hurt. You know, maybe, yeah, that's maybe true. To stop that's it. true. He may have listened, and then they're not supposed to, right? They're not. No. So it's kind of like the jury; they're not supposed to listen to anything that can yeah. influence them. But, but see, that's the whole thing, right? So this is all of us who are not in the ring. Of course, his trainer started giving him the business afterwards about you cheated the fans, you yeah. cheated the fighter. But you know, the referee again. I'm looking forward to going to the referee school with Jack Reese here. But if the referee is giving him instructions and saying, come here and give me your gloves, and he's looking at his eyes, he's got the best vantage point. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. And it's hard to argue with him when he's got the, you know, the, best, the best view of it. That's the thing, man. But again, now all that being said, yeah, I think he stopped it too early. Yeah. I think he stopped yeah. it way too early. I think you got to let him go. Mm-hmm. And maybe he goes down one more time. But then again, you know, what if he gets just like, you know, knocked out, devastating wreck, mm-hmm. and then his head snaps back and hits the canvas, and all of a sudden, you know, he's in a coma. Then what? Yeah. Right. Then we're saying, well, geez, you know, the how? Did he stop it. Yeah. yeah well, they, well, then we, well, yeah, then we would have said, well, the referee he couldn't have known because it yeah. was only the first knockdown, and he assessed him. So that's that's the thing about being a referee mm-hmm. in that situation, man. Yeah. Um, also on the card, we had uh, Adam Koznaki. Yeah, you know, losing a unanimous decision against Ali Aaron Deramezin. Yeah. So um, I, I think this is pretty much it for uh, Koznaki. Yeah, you know, Rick, this was um, the last time I saw a fight like this. I remember I was a kid watching these two older gangsters mm-hmm. who had had too many, uh, um, <laughs> you know, too many Budweisers back in the day. Yeah. You know, and the and and the speed of the punches, you know. Um, well, even calling them speed is, is, is already, you know, the wrong terminology. You know, Konaki, we talked about it before, Rick, like Randall Tex Cobb, all action, always in an exciting fight. He's done. Yeah. And I don't even know if he ever was an elite heavyweight. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, good guy, good fighter, not going to make it anywhere. And, and by the way, same with the guy that beat him. Yeah. You always talk about it, you know. Give you give yourself eight weeks, mm-hmm. three weeks, Rick. Yeah, three weeks. I'll give you three weeks. <laughs> yeah, and you probably yeah. I'll, I'd favor you. Yeah, you know it's it's just the hard part that this is what the heavyweight division is. Yeah, 
there's there's um one guy at the top yeah you know two guys you know two or three guys after that yeah and then maybe two other guys maybe there's five or six fighters that are relevant yeah in the heavyweight division yeah yeah and don't get me wrong right i mean i respect both of these guys right because what they did for 10 rounds going toe-to-toe exchanging leather rick like honestly you know i couldn't do it and so just the level set, right, I completely appreciate. I really yeah. do, and I respect what they're able to do. But, you know, I'm listening to the announcers talk about, you know, you got to love boxing. These are just two big plodding heavyweights yeah. that are standing right in front of each other, mm-hmm. right, hitting a target that's not moving, you know. And so, yeah, so if anything, I think Kodnaki, if hopefully, right, because he said if he doesn't win, this is it. Yeah. And I hopefully he sticks to it because otherwise mm-hmm. he's going to get hurt fighting against, you know, the real top tier heavyweights. Yeah. So hopefully this is it. Yeah, that, that's that's where it's headed. Yep. <clears throat> and, you know, that's it for the uh, fights for the past week. All right. Perfect, Greg. So let's get into our little undisputed discussion mm-hmm. um well we still got the boxing news a little bit of boxing yeah. news talk about the undisputed discussion and of course we got the stat of the week pacific Coast boxing we'll be right back pacific Coast boxing alfonso ruiz and rick prada are back all right rick Good rundown of the fights that took place. And, yeah, with Danny Garcia, man, uh, it'll be interesting to see who he fights next. There's yeah. a whole bunch of possibilities in that 154-pound. And I'll tell you, man, I, him and Charlo would be a great fight. Mm-hmm. Both PBC, Rick. Yeah, it's a fight that can be made. You know, maybe if uh, Charlo has a fight. Uh, oh, well, Charlo still has that fight with um, Zoo. Zoo coming up. He's uh, going to beat him. But, you know, may- maybe give... Um, do a Brian Castano. Yeah. Brian Castano, Danny Garcia. Yeah, yeah that's know, right. Until that's right. Yeah. You know, the other fights are ready to yeah. go. Yeah. And then match them up. Yeah. Be a good one. Yeah. Um, so um, this weekend coming up, we've, we've got a couple cards um, ESPN Plus. Um, we've got uh, from Belfast, Northern Ireland. My favorite streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Conlon yeah. versus Miguel Mariaga. Yeah. 10 rounds, uh, featherweights. Yeah, so this is uh, Michael Collins' return, right, mm-hmm. after the devastating knockout, basically, where he's outside the ring against uh, against Lee Wood, right, yeah. who's not going to be fighting. Hopefully, we'll be seeing him in action against mm-hmm. um, Leo Santa Cruz. So this is good. It'll be good to see. It's just kind of like Maverick, Rick, yeah. when he lost Goose, and they said, you know, get him up in the air right away. So, yeah, you know, let's see. Hopefully, he comes out of this okay. Um, yeah. This one, the main card, 11, 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, We've had worse. Yeah. So That's not, we actually will take that. Yeah, and so not too bad. Um, also on DAZN, yeah. uh, we have from Fort Worth, Texas, uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. versus Michael McKinson. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we're high on uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr., but yeah. he hasn't fought in a year. Yeah, he hasn't fought in a year. He This was the fight that was supposed to take place, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then he had that, like, really odd, very weird uh, medical condition that came up. Yeah. And knowing Virgil Ortiz Jr., there's no chance that it was, you know, manufactured, right? Yeah. There's no way that he would miss miss this fight. Um, McKinson looked good, by the way, that night. All that being said, uh, Virgil Ortiz is still the heavy favorite in this fight, yeah. just so you know, Rick. And I think that, that uh, and who knows, maybe that's, I'm foreshadowing your yeah. your lock of the week. But yeah. um, he's I, a minus 1,800. 
Yeah, I, I think I feel pretty good about uh, making them the lock of the week. Yeah, um, yeah. The only thing that I'm a little worried about yeah. is I was reading, now he's co-trained yeah. by Virgil Sr. Yeah. And Manny Robles. Oh, no kidding, yeah. huh? So, That's interesting. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little worried huh. about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do think that they need to get him, um, you know, a trainer. Yeah. Uh, they split from, uh, you know, Robert Garcia. Yeah. There was talk of him going... Um, with Canelo's trainer, yeah, yeah, um, and uh, none of that really panned out, yeah. And now he's trained by his dad. Yeah, this is well. His dad was always kind of in the background, yeah. Right? Remember what was the one fight where the trainer couldn't be there, so the dad had to take over mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you know, man, this is very similar to what we talked about uh, last week with Gabriel Flores Jr. Yeah, right. With the dad being their trainer, and there's a point you and I talked about it where you need that different voice. Yeah. And it could be that, again, you know, Virgil Ortiz Sr. could be giving him all the right advice, saying all the right things, mm-hmm. but it's the dad. Yeah. And there's something about hearing same advice, different person. It's just more impactful and more effective. Yeah. And I and I think that that's the case, right? But again, there's the, there's the family deal. And, you know, who knows, man? It, it's it's tough, though, right? Yeah. It's tough so, to separate that. You know, that that's what I'm going to be looking for in this fight is, is yeah. to see, you know, how— the instruction in the trainer in in the corner. The yeah. problem is, is the zone doesn't let us. They run commercials. Yeah. So we're not going to be able to even know what they're saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we'll be able to tell by what, <laughs> you know, during the fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also on the card, we've got uh, Marlon Esparza. Yeah. Versus Ava Guzman for yeah. um, Esparza's WBC and WBA fly. Yeah, this will be good. Titles. It'll be good to see her back in action. Uh, you know, we got some... Uh, in the news, we got a female fighter, yeah, well, opponent of hers that we'll we'll talk about. We'll talk about, but yeah, I think uh, I'm just back with Ortiz Jr. So am I, Rick. I don't know if, however, if McKinson is the opponent that's going to expose, you know, any possible you know gaps or opportunities yeah. due to you know, uh, you know, a lack of a of one true trainer. Um, but I do think it's going to be a factor, yeah, moving forward. Yeah, no, I, you I, know, you know, very. A few times does this work out, you know, greatly. You know, the only real time I can think about it is the uh, Trinidad's. Yeah. You know, where you, <laughs> you're course. getting just top of level, top yeah, notch instruction of in the corner. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, here's the thing, man, is like, it's hard to say, like, can your dad uh, unlock the full potential, Rick? Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. And I don't, and, and I'll tell you, I don't know if it's always possible. And we're talking about any sport. And, and I worry about his background. Yeah. You know, who, who knows how much boxing. Yeah. You know, his dad actually knows. His dad used to fight, supposedly. Did, yeah. Yeah, supposedly. So I, you know, I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. But then, you know, you look at the Benavides, right? And Jose Benavides is doing pretty good. Yeah. With David Benavides. Mm-hmm. And same with Jose Benavides Jr. Right, and he's also got you know El Rayo Valenzuela, right, and he's yeah. got that other kid, the uh, the super middleweight, uh, what's his name, tall kid. Now that you mentioned El yeah. Rayo, did you see El Rayo and uh, was it uh, Rolly Romero? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, uh, yelling back and forth in uh, I don't know where exactly where they were. Yeah, no, they kidding. had to be at the fights this past yeah. weekend, the Showtime that's, fights. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, Love to see El Rayo take him out as well. Yeah, <laughs> and he would. Yeah, also on yeah. The, Looking forward to this fight, yeah. You know, because I think whoever loses this fight is done. 
you know, you got Blair Cobbs yeah. versus Maurice Hooker. Yeah. I, when you say done, yeah. I don't know what your definition of done <laughs> is, but I don't think it is, it is going to be a good fight. Yeah. So Maurice Hooker, right, of course, he was the, you know, former 140-pound fighter mm-hmm. that I think Marie, I think Jose Luis Ramirez beat. Yeah. And then Virgil Ortiz beat him as well, mm-hmm. right? And by the way, Ortiz struggled with Maurice Hooker early, yeah. if you recall, right? Yeah. Hooker was winning some rounds and outboxing him. Mm-hmm. That was when you and I talked about and said, you know, Ortiz Jr. needs another trainer, yeah. right? Because this is, you know, that's, he kind of started showing the blueprint for, for how to beat a Virgil Ortiz Jr. Just couldn't, just couldn't sustain it yeah. for 12 rounds. So, yeah, fighting Blair the Flair Cobbs, of course, who just got beat to, you know, Alexis Rocha, and a big golden boy kind of welterweight eliminator. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be an interesting fight. It really is. That's yeah. going to be a very competitive fight. Yeah, and I don't think either one will be done. I think Blair Cobbs will probably be done. Yeah, I think Hooker will keep fighting. Um, I actually favor Hooker in this fight. Yeah, no, it, uh, the inexperience of uh, Cobbs, and Cobbs yeah. was kind of exposed in that yeah. uh, Rocha fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's it for the uh, fights for this weekend. No, good deal, Rick. It's going to be a good card. I mean, again, mm-hmm. both both on streaming, right? Yeah. Other than the fact that the, um, well, I mean, the other one's early morning, right? The Belfast ones are yeah. early morning, so that's not too and bad. And then uh, the uh, Ortiz fight, uh, the main card is uh, 6 p.m. Yeah, and we're talking Pacific time, folks. Pacific Don't forget, time. Rick, our show is international. We have yeah. a very large UK audience. Um, as well as East Coast. So, yeah, Pacific Time, 6 p.m., Pacific Time, 11 a.m. for Michael Conlon. Good stuff, Rick. Let's take a quick break. Let's talk about uh, some boxing news, talk about some undisputed uh, uh, flyby as well. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz. Again, don't forget to hit us up. Uh, Our website is up, fully updated, PacificCoastBoxing.com. Email us, counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com. You can also email us directly from the website. Of course, Instagram, um, Pacific Coast Boxing, Twitter, at Pat Coast Boxing, Facebook, uh, Pacific Coast Boxing. So we're on all platforms, all media um, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't need to tell you how to listen to the podcast, obviously, but we are on every single platform that a podcast is possible to read. So definitely reach out to us. All right, Rick, we have the boxing news. we got some stuff yeah. going on. What's up? Uh, so the WBC has ordered the uh, Jose Zapata uh, Regis Progre fight yeah. for the 140-pound title that uh, josh taylor vacated yeah um jose ramirez was in this fight but um he's going to be getting married in october so he had to pull out of the fight yeah this is the wbc you're talking about yeah. right yeah yeah it makes sense so zapata's number one and then ramirez two and progress is three yeah. poor jack catterall is sitting there at number four mm-hmm. uh so i mean it makes sense again though right like like we talked about earlier this is only because josh taylor could not fulfill his obligations to the WBC. Yeah. And by the way, right, we talked about this in our shoot in our uh, fight number one. I forget which episode it was when we talk about what's wrong with boxing. The exorbitant fees, Rick, that need to be paid for these organizations yeah. is ridiculous. You're talking a couple hundred thousand dollars yeah. to the sanct- to, to, to the organizations just, just for the quote-unquote the honor 
of holding their belt. That's why um, Floyd Mayweather Jr. right mm-hmm. um, basically gave it the belt. Who was it that dropped it? Was it Riddick Bowe that Riddick dropped Bowe it in the garbage? In the trash, yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. Again, Cody Bellinger, I, he's a bad one to bring up, but you know these guys. Uh, you know, imagine paying the MLB mm-hmm. for you know for MVP trophies, etc. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Crazy. Um, the Jake Paul Hasim Rockman Jr. fight has yeah. been canceled due to weight issues. It looks like the original contracted weight was 200 pounds. Um, then the Rockman camp said, you know, we're not going to make 200 pounds. What about 204? Yeah. And then um, so they agreed on 204. And then one week out from the fight, he was still at 214 pounds. You yeah. Know, uh, and saying he's not going to be able to lose the weight either. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then depending on what you believe, right? Yeah. Rockman, of course, says he could have made 205 easy yeah. and knocked him out. You know, this is when you start getting into the shenanigans that just, even in that space, meaning, you know, these are not, whether you call him a real fighter or not, Mm -hmm. I think he is, but this is when you start getting into the shenanigans that doesn't help. Yeah, you know, and a lot of rumors too. um, I I think it was, uh, I think it was Bob Arum said that uh, the the reason for the canceled show was uh, poor ticket sales. Yeah. Yeah. so, you know, the thing that the other thing that's bad about it is Amanda Serrano was on the undercard. Yeah. Her fight gets canceled. As yeah. Well. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. That is too bad. Um, and don't, you know, don't forget also, though, right? This was also in lieu of um, the Fury guy. Yeah. Right. Not being able to take the fight. So they mm-hmm. kind of got Hasin Rahman Jr., right? Kind of last minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what do you expect? Right. Yeah. Just what a mess. Yeah, what a what mess. what a damn mess. And it could be. I mean, Bob Arum could be right. It could be ticket sales. Either way, yeah. not good for boxing, not good for the event. This is the thing, right? Can you imagine um, whatever, call whatever sport you want. Hey, the Dodgers are playing the Giants tomorrow, but you know what? The game is canceled, Yeah. right? <laughs> because, you know, one of the pitchers wasn't feeling well, mm-hmm. and the Dodgers decided to question the Giants, so maybe they'll play. Imagine football. Yeah. You know, Cowboys and Patriots, game canceled, you know? I just that this is the thing with the sport as much as we love it that it, it can't get in its own way any any more than it does man yeah it's unfortunate yeah um top rank has signed uh Sinisa Estrada to a multi-year deal yeah and she will make her debut uh later this year I'll tell you what man I mean that's got to be a big blow right mm-hmm. because first you got Canelo right yeah. the name the face of boxing leaving Golden Boy, right? Now you got Sinisa Estrada, and every all indications, Rick, says this was a very easy decision for her for one reason, Rick. Yeah. It's all about the money. Yeah. And it was very clear, right, that this was a more financially lucrative offer. She also mentioned that what that was a great point. She also gets to fight on a platform, which is ESPN, yeah. right, which, which means uh, it's a lot more accessible, right, for the common casual boxing fan, whereas the zone, I was thinking about it more last week, you know, how many, you think about it, right? How many of the, you know, fans that like boxing, let's say, you know, we're yeah. both Hispanic. How many of our uncles and all that stuff really know enough to to to, to base subscribe to DAZN? Yeah, not, not too many. And then, no. You know, like, you subscribe to DAZN yeah. when, when you're already a boxing fan. Right. You know, so you don't really expand your fan base yeah. on DAZN. Yeah. And it's yeah. The t- yeah, and it's the technical um, challenges as well, Rick. Yeah. My dad, right? My dad. Definitely older generation in his 80s, big boxing fan. Do you think he's going to subscribe to DAZN and then somehow figure it out on the smart TV and access the app? 
Yeah. No, no, but you know what? To Sinisa Stratus' point, he can find, if you got DirecTV, he can find channel 206, Rick, yeah. and watch boxing all day long. Yeah, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it just a strange thing that Golden Boy wouldn't make it work. With, yeah. You know, they, they, you could tell that they put a lot into Sinisa Estrada. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, making her, uh, you know, a star. And, you know, it's just disappointing that they, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't make it work. And she's got everything, right? Not only is she skilled as a fighter, mm -hmm. but she also has the look, yeah. right? She's also really good uh, on the opportunities that we have heard her behind the mic. Yeah. Very insightful as a fighter, right? Actually supports the role as it should be as a subject matter expert yeah. because she's in the squared circle as a paid pugilist. So we get that, you know, that perspective. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. They screwed up, and she's yeah. a female, and there's not many, right, yeah. that are kind of the face of, of, of female boxing. She's one of them, and she's from Southern California, from L.A., mm -hmm. right? How do you lose her? Yeah, no, um, and, and this will tie into the uh, stat of the week at the very end of oh, the, perfect. Uh, the show. Can't wait. Um, Showtime's uh, Steven Espinoza yeah. uh, says that uh, a joint pay-per-view between Javante Davis and uh, Ryan Garcia, yeah. um, that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. it, it's sounding more and more like this fight isn't going to happen. I think we had our doubts that it was going to happen next. Right. You know, but, um, you know, it, it definitely seems like, you know, it, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and that's no surprise, unfortunately, yeah. right? We don't know all the inner workings of how those contracts work, mm -hmm. but you know that there are way too many impediments. Yeah. Because one side is going to have to make concessions, mm -hmm. right? And anytime, and when you talk about a compromise, nobody wants a compromise. Yeah. You know, so where do you, where's the proverbial win win? It's, it's not easy. Yeah, especially when Oscar's saying they're both A side. Right. You know, right. Yeah, not going to happen. So we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, Ryan Garcia, you know, after the fight, you know, when they asked him about that in the ring, he said, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Mm -hmm. Man, nowadays, I don't know. Yeah. No, not not talking about boxing. Yeah. Um, also, um, Espinoza wants um, Charlo versus David Benavides. Uh, so does Benavides' father. Yeah. Um, but you know who I think doesn't want this fight? Yeah. Charlo. <laughs> You're talking about the 160-pound yeah, Charlo. 160 but here's the thing, Rick, is 160-pound Charlo. Remember, yeah. I'm a big fan of the 154-pound Charlo. Uh -huh. I think that uh, I think that it's a tough fight for him to move up. He's the yeah. one that said that David Garcia, or uh, David Garcia, that um, David Benavides is just taking advantage because he's so much bigger than everybody, yeah. which he is. But that's a tough fight, Rick. That's a big yeah. step up. That's eight pounds eight and, pounds. you know, how many inches taller? Yeah, it so got to be like three, four, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, so that's a tough fight for him. Yeah. Um, Connor Ben uh, yeah. versus uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, it's going to be fought at a catch weight of 156 pounds. Yeah. And it's going to be October 8th. That's a big fight overseas, by the yeah. way. We'll get to that one, you know, when we get closer to yeah. it. But that's a big fight overseas. Grudge match for those guys, Rick. Mm -hmm. And I guess um, this fight was made after uh, Keith, Keith Thurman rejected the deal. Uh, for the for the same date, um, and and going overseas. Yeah, probably you know maybe maybe it was the judging. You know he didn't want to, uh, but he rejected the fight nonetheless. Yeah, that's unfortunate because yeah. um, well it could be that who knows right again yeah. we don't know maybe the money they were trying to offer him, mm -hmm. and but I think you know hey man Thurman is at that point in his career where he's got to be really careful and he's got to pick and choose yeah all of them but that's yeah. the whole thing you know that's I don't but here's the thing Rick I don't blame him because it's such a damn business yeah right. And, you know, he's going to fight this young lion in his backyard. 
then you better make it lucrative. And I'm talking lucrative. I'm talking what thirty, forty million. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what's the point? I lose, and then you know that's there's a second loss, and now all of a sudden he's, you know, fringe contender at yeah. best. So, I don't blame him. Yeah, because Keith one time Thurman's afraid of no one, Rick. Ah, yeah, he ducks no one. I wish that was the case. Ducks no one, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for the boxing news. All right, perfect, Rick. So let's take a quick break. Let's okay. talk about you know the the undisputed, how important it is, yeah. and then we'll get to the stat of the week. Good segment coming up, folks. Yeah. You're not going to want to miss it. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. And Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Yeah, we just don't know, like whether it's whether it's the Keith Thurman or whether it's you know Ryan Garcia. And by the way, that's another guy, right? You know how you know how long until he's not looking elsewhere? Mm-hmm. And you know, again, they already had some issues, right? Yeah, early on, and then somehow they were able to patch them up. But bought him a watch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, and that was it. Huh? <laughs> and and so you got, I mean, you got Ryan Garcia, you got Virgil Ortiz Jr. Right, Jojo Diaz already came out and said, "What about me?" Right. Yeah. So, I mean, how many A-listers does Golden Boy really have? Yeah. No, um, you know, I'll definitely get more into it. You know, when when we get to the stat of the week. Yeah. Because that has a lot to do with it. But you know, this was a not too long ago. I think it was a couple of weeks ago where Oscar said that uh, his company was a billion dollar company, and he's been offered a billion dollars for his company. I don't know if it's that. A lot of people question that, by the yeah. way, including myself, <laughs> yeah. including myself as to who's making this offer. Because, yeah. again, you go through his roster of fighters. He's got some good fighters, but mm-hmm. loses Canelo, loses Sinisa Estrada, yeah. right? So it's really, you know, Grian Garcia, Virgil Ortiz Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, who else am I missing? I think that's it. I mean, you got some quality fighters. Don't get me oh, wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm not overlooking Alexis ha- Rocha. Ha- Jaime Munguia. Oh, yeah, Jaime yeah, Munguia. Yeah, oh. yeah. Gilberto Ramirez. And, yeah, the great Gilberto Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I don't know, man. You know, yeah. I, I I don't know. But, okay, so speaking of fighters, Rick, I talked about the opening segment about how, you know, is it really important to be to be considered to be one of the eight? I don't even have a memorized, right? But there's like seven or eight only, right? Yeah. That have actually been undisputed champions. And, of course, right now we got Josh Taylor who gave up the 240-pound championships. Yeah. So, and you already answered the first question, like, I just don't think it's all that important to try and pursue the to be the undisputed in any division. No, you know, and, and, and I think um, it, it looks great on maybe a Hall of Fame resume. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, as as fans, I, I don't think we need it. Yeah. Um, because what we need is is the best fights to be made and not to have, you know, mismatches made yeah yeah and then again so you get there you know you reach that you know that unattainable right kind of like yesterday what do they call it uh some guy pitched the uh the perfect inning what do they call it uh, uh immaculate inning. the immaculate inning yeah. yeah 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 man uh uh you know nine pitches three strikeouts so you know you you meet you reach that immaculate place where you've got all four belts so what yeah. Now you've got to defend all four, and we know that's not possible, mm-hmm. right? And then we also know that each division um, has their own method of ranking fighters. Yeah. So it, it just it starts to get to a point where you almost want to like zero in, and this is why, right? Some fighters will kind of get in alignment with one or two sanctioning bodies. Yeah. So so again, so if you look at the divisions, heavyweight division, okay, 
I don't care, right? I, what Usek just did. I don't care that Usek holds three the, of the four. three of the four. We all know who the best heavyweight is, Rick. Yeah. That's Tyson Fury. The reason Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight is because he's basically the lineal champion. He beat Klitschko. He beat Deontay Wilder, who everybody thought was pretty much, you know, King Kong, and he was at the time. So we don't really need Tyson Fury to hold all four belts. We know he's the best, and we want him to fight either Usek or AJ, right? Yeah, because, you know, the winner of the Usek, you know, Joshua, you know, should get the next fight. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that makes him second best yeah. because second best still may be yeah. uh, Deontay Wilder. That's that's exactly yeah. right. That's a very good point. Very good point, which again, which means the undisputed doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You go down to the light heavyweight division, right? That's one where the belts, you know, actually lined up, right? Yeah. Like they actually got this one right. You got Peter Biev and, De- and Dimitri Bivol, mm-hmm. right? Who hold um, both belts? I and, mean, Bivol technically only holds the WBA, and that's you know that's the fight we want. You know, Th- that's those, the fight so. we want, right? It worked out in that case. It worked out the top guys who hold the belts. But again, I, I don't care. Um, and now that'll be a good fight. But yeah, I don't care after that who they fight. We just want that one. Super middleweight. Mm-hmm. Basically, you got that's the one division where Canelo Alvarez is currently the undisputed. Yeah. But again, we already know he's the best 168, mm-hmm. regardless of what the four belts tell us, right? Middleweight, here it's interesting. So you got Jamal Charal, the 160-pound we were just talking about, and then you got yeah. Triple G, who owns a few, and then you got Demetrius Andade and Janibik Alum Kunali. Yeah. Okay, and of course you got his friendly Lara, who holds one, Okay. That's one that probably needs a little bit of cleaning up, but I don't need Jamal Charlo, okay, to fight, you know, as Randy Lara. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that's a waste of time. Um, we, we need Charlo Andrade. We've been looking for Charlo Andrade for years that's now. That's right. That's exactly um, right. That's the fight that needs to be made. Yep. Um, and then, you know, maybe the winner uh, fights uh, Triple G. That's exactly right. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, we don't need them to hold all four. Super middle right, right? Now you've got Jermal Charlo, who is the de facto 154-pound undisputed champion. But again, we didn't need him to hold all four title belts. Um, really, his next fight, Rick, I know he's got to fight Tim Zhu. And, and then next is probably Sebastian Fundura. Yeah, you know, I think Fundura you know, probably has one fight between now and yeah. and, and that uh, January fight. Maybe even two fights. Yeah. And then, um, then he's ready. You know, for um, for Charlo after that. Yeah, and see, and that's another one, right? So just to, to get back to our point about, you know, not having to be the undisputed, mm-hmm. when you look at the, let's look at the 154-pound, right? So the WBC, if we're going that the number one contender is, is, the, is the mandatory, then Charlo would be fighting Tony Harrison, uh-huh. right? Don't need to see that. In fact, I think they already happened. Yeah. Um, WBA, Israel Madrimov. Yeah, better off without that. Yeah, IBF, Bakram, Murtaziliev. Yeah. And then, of course, the WBO, <laughs> who he is fighting, the number one is Tim Zhu. Yeah. that That's kind of the issue here, right? Um, the welterweight division, of course, we got the big fight with Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford that everybody wants to see, mm-hmm. right? This one, by the way, most of the divisions actually have it. You know, you got Jerron Bootsinus and Virgil Ortiz as number one and two. Mm-hmm. These that those actually work out, but again, don't don't really care about having to fight 140 pound division. Where he talked about that, they're actually going to have the one number one and two. Take a look at 135, okay, where you got Devin Haney with everything other than Javante Davis sneaking in with a version of the WBA. But rank number one, you got Vasily Lomachenko. Yeah, the IBF would be Gustavo Limos. 
Did you see Ryan Garcia? Yeah. WBA number one. Yeah. Yeah. All the way up to uh, yeah. Yeah. Number two by the uh, by the WBC by the way. Yeah. And that's at 135 pounds. Oh, right. Super featherweight. Right. Where really Shakur Stevenson is king. Right. Mm-hmm. He's got both championships. And then you got Roger Gutierrez with the WBA and Joe Cordina holding the the IBF. Okay. Number one in the WBC would be Oshaki Foster. WBA would be Hector Luis Garcia. Mm -hmm. Shakur's uh, WBO mandatory would be Archie Sharp. Hard-hitting Archie Sharp? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, (laughs) right? So these are not guys that we'd like to see them fight. You know, who knows how they have them ranked. And so you get get my point, Rick. Featherweight division, same thing. Right, you got Mark. Well, no longer Mark Maxayo, Right, um, you got Ray Vargas, who's the champion. You got Leo Santa Cruz and Lee Wood, who are going to fight. I think that's mm-hmm. a good fight. W- the next fight should be Warrington and Emmanuel Navarrete. Instead, Warrington would be fighting Luis Lopez. Yeah. And then you had Joette Gonzalez, uh, well, who just lost to Isaac Dogbe. Dogbe is now the mandatory. But you got Maurice Lara down at number four, and number three after he completely yeah. annihilated Josh Warrington. So there you go, Rick. I won't. We won't finish off the rest yeah. of the divisions. I think the point is made. Right? Is that we don't really care to have an undisputed champion. Mm-hmm. We generally know who the best fighter in each division is, and if we don't know who the best fighter is, we know who the two guys that should be fighting, right, in that division. And rarely is it the number one uh, uh, ranked fighter. In each of the four sanctioning bodies. Yeah, most of the time it's not. It's, you know, a guy that, uh, you know, some of these guys we hadn't even heard of before. Exactly, exactly. But somehow they've made it to number one. Yeah. And so what's the point of reaching the coveted undisputed? All right, Rick. Um, last segment coming up. We got the stat of the week. And you got a good one. Yeah. I've already been kind of teasing it. Yeah. All right, Rick. Pacific Ghost Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, and Rick Prado are back. And, Rick, it would be remiss of me if I didn't uh, do a shout-out here to my daughter, mm-hmm. Gabrielle Ruiz, who uh, turned the grand age of 25. In fact, she turns 25 today. Yeah. Hey, August happy 1st birthday. Is, yeah. yeah, it's her birthday back on August 1st, 1997. Mm-hmm. Super hot the day she was born out in the valley. <laughs> so definitely uh, congratulations to my little girl, Gabby, somewhere out there in the world. Resting, hopefully, today after a long week. Um, all right, Rick, we got the stat of the week. Let's have at it. Okay, so uh, my stat of the week, um, I did some research, and I wanted to figure out how many world champions does Golden Boy have left now that Sanisa left? Yeah, now that now that she left, uh, and we're talking about the billion-dollar Golden Boy yeah. right, company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk to us, Rick. I mean, obviously, we know Marlon Esparza... Yeah, is fighting this weekend, and she holds the title, so that's got to be one of the three. So, uh, so they have three. Yeah, um, Roger Gutierrez, he's yeah. the WBA super flyweight champion, yeah. and then Yocasta Valle, uh, he's she's the IBF yeah minimum weight champion uh, out of Costa Rica, and uh, Golden Boy is going to have a card out there in Costa Rica. No kidding, yeah. interesting, but you know, again, good fighters, but not mm-hmm. household names. No, not names that most people would recognize, Rick. And, you know, that's why we're saying, right? And he's talking about, you know, the valuation on that company is, you know, a billion, right? Mm -hmm. But yet you've only got three champions. You just lost probably one of the bigger female names, certainly in Southern California and all of boxing. 
and you've got Ryan Garcia, who, you know, how are you going to get him a fight at 140? Um, and, you know, and, and by the way, though, but, and that's, I think, part of why they're talking about, if you listen to Ryan Garcia, maybe that's all part of their talk track, Rick, is about, yeah. it's not about championships, it's about trying to get the best fights. Mm-hmm. So I will say that, right, that, it, that there is a part of that that, that I think they're, they're right, right? You yeah. know, we just talked about how it's not that important to be the undisputed champion. You know, maybe we are getting to a point where how important is it to hold the belt if everybody believes you're the best? Yeah. That being said, three is still almost, you know, is 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 like is nothing. Yeah, yeah. right. And and for a company that you know, yeah, they've lost Canelo. Yeah, they lost Sanisa. Yeah, uh, they let Ray. Uh, they let Ray Vargas leave. That's right. That's and, exactly and, right. And now he's a world champion. Yeah. Right no, three is still peanuts for for a yeah. pr- promotional company. I mean, compare that to BPBC. Yeah. And even top rank, I'm pretty top sure they rank. have a lot more. Yeah. So yeah, that's st- still not a good look mm-hmm. to have only three titles. And again, and on the horizon, that's why I was going in that direction. When is Garcia going to get a title fight? Yeah. When is Virgil Ortiz Jr. going to get a title fight? Is Gilberto Ramirez ever going to fight, you know, Bivol or Beter Biev? And if he does, does he even beat him? Yeah. Those are the three guys that would be knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you've got the Alexis Rocha and Jojo Diaz and those kind of guys. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it, it doesn't. the future doesn't look all that bright as far as championships. Mm-hmm. Good fights, quality fights, yeah, there's plenty. Interesting, Rick. There you have it. And your lock of the week, Rick, was Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. Correct? All right, man. Let's see, let's see how it goes. I think your pick is going to be safe. I think he's going to be very motivated to come yeah. out. Knockout or decision, Rick? I got to go knockout. He's 18-0 he's, he's, he's and 0 with yeah. uh, 18 knockouts, yep. so I, I think he picks up the knockout. It's going to continue, right? Yeah. He's on the same track as Biterbiev. I think they're both, uh, they were both 18-0. Yeah. Excellent, Rick. Can't wait to see the fights this weekend, Rick. Going to be exciting. We will be uh, coming back next week. Good to have you back local at Standing 8 Count Studios in Murrieta, California. I'll see you next week, Rick. See you next week.